Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Draw at Large. I am your <laughs> uh, host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Draw at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us, because we just want to be loved. You can give us a call at 606-6762, that's 606 606- Six seven six two. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank John DePietro for coming in. Uh, kind of like a bit of a you know throwback Thursday because John used to come in at six forty every Thursday morning for the web savvy segment. His business has gone in different directions since then. So unfortunately, we lost a segment, but that's okay. Um, looking at some of the comments in this survey too, though, I'll, I'll tell you it, uh, classroom size is the number one concern for all levels. Too often it is only talked about regarding elementary. We need smaller class sizes for all levels of education. Well, that just shows me that, uh, you know, people don't know, or if they do know, they don't care about what the facts are. Cause you know, and I can show you high school classes that, uh, are small enough that we should really be considering um, whether or not there are more teachers that can go at that level so we could get more teachers where we want them at the elementary level. You, you got to start to wonder. But <clears throat> um, back to this this uh, this fun thing that we're doing and uh, covering the union endorsements. Of course, they couch it in all the right language, right? So the Political Action Committee, chaired by Tom Lynch and Shane Rosamus, Rosamus, let me see. Think Education. The MEA asks for all members to contribute $5 each year to build the PAC fund for every $5 donated. The member's name goes into a box and used for multiple raffles throughout the year. Oh, isn't that nice? Dues dollars do not go toward political action, they say. Well, these candidates have shown or indicated their support of public education and labor indeed and during interviews. So if you're Jimmy LaHue and you haven't even been interviewed or you're Lisa Freeman and you haven't been interviewed or you're Rich Gerard and you haven't been interviewed, how is this a true statement? Because and implies that the interviews have been conducted does it not? Anyway, should be or in my never to be humble opinion as your ever humble host. But we continue now with our assessment of the races across the city. I think we got into Ward 6 last time. Um, yeah. So we know they're asking about overriding the tax cap because we had a candidate say that she was asked. Ward 7, they're backing Brenda Noisseur, that's how she said it, Noisseur, against Bill Shea. Bill Shea was a teacher, but you know what? Bill Shea has been pretty tough on spending and taxes. Not a fan of overriding the tax cap, even though he wasn't a fan of the tax cap. If I recall correctly, Billy Shea opposed it. But Ethan Morehouse who I understand is uh, graduated from Memorial this fall and is commuting to Boston for college. 
<laughs> is their choice against Ross Terrio. Okay. I mean, really? Betsy DeVries. She bleeds union blue or whatever the union color is. She will absolutely override the tax cap. And, well, if that's what you want in Ward 8, is someone who's just going to open up the checkbook so that at contract time, and Ward 8, you need to be careful because the fireman's contract is coming due, the policeman's contract is coming due, the teacher's contracts are coming due, and you're going to have Betsy DeVries who's going to make you pay for what's coming due. And Erica Connors. Well, see, Jimmy LaHue says, wow, they, they didn't even bother to talk to me this year. What's changed? You know, again, there's stuff that I can't talk about because it happens in non-public session. But basically, if what the uh, administ- if the union is looking for is someone who's going to give Dr. Vargas a hard time, I think we can say this uh, because she publicly has challenged him on some things that have had me scratch my head. Um, it might be Connors. I-, I don't know. But the the voters of Board 8 need to ask Erica Connors a question. Oh, I wonder if the MEA endorsed her in her race for state rep. That primary is the 19th. So you get someone who's on the ballot running for state rep and running for school board member all at the same time. I don't know. I'm not saying you can't do both, but I wonder if Erica is going to take her benefits through the state as a state rep where they make you pay 100% of the cost if you want it versus the city where she only has to pay 20% of the cost. Ward 9. Hey, (laughs) Barbara Shaw. And I'm serious. Why wouldn't they support Barbara Shaw? Even though she said she won't violate the charter again because she didn't realize how people were going to be so upset and how many people were going to be mad. She did. She voted for the teacher's contract despite the clear language of the charter, which says a, a, an official automatically has a personal and financial interest in immediate family members. Immediate family members are defined as spouses and children. Spouses of children, stepchildren, and spouses of stepchildren. It's clear, and it prohibits, in definitive language, participation on any matter in which those family members have a personal or financial interest. I'm sorry, you have a personal or financial interest in the path, in, in in a contract. Period. End of story. And Fire Chief Burkish is going to have the same issue. He's got a son on the fire department. So if Ward 9 wants non-conflicted people who um, aren't going to have family or other considerations and play the political game, they might want to take a look at Michael Ricard. And they left Art Beaudry out altogether. Now, Art's running unopposed. <laughs> but for for as supportive as he is of uh, the the teachers union and labor in general, there are just some things that he won't uh, do. And if you're not a hundred percent, they don't want you. It's probably the same thing they've had with uh, that same issue with Debbie Langton. She's certainly not anti-union. She belongs to one as a teacher, but she's not a hundred percent on everything they want. Okay. In Ward Ten, I mean Bill Berry. You know, I like Bill. He's, you know, he's a decent guy, but I have yet to see a a union contract that he has not been willing to vote for. With the possible exception of one that he doesn't think the amount of money that they spend, uh, the amount of pay raise is too little. <laughs> and John Avard. All I got to do is ask you a question. 
if John Avar drove such a tough bargain at the teachers, if he really hogtied them during those negotiations, and he really made them make substantial uh, concessions, why in God's name would they be endorsing him? Oh, yeah, well, he's still chairman of the negotiations committee, so maybe they want round two. That ought to make everybody in the city worry, and the uh, good folks of Ward 10 sort of question whether or not uh, Avard has his sights set in the right places. You know, say what you will about concessions on health care, et cetera, et cetera, but the uh, basic benefit, uh, the basic salaries and benefits package overall by the end of this contract will have cost the teachers, would have cost the taxpayers five million bucks. So we get about $3 million in savings in the health insurance and those numbers have changed because the actuals have come in. But we'll say we get about $3 million worth of savings in the health insurance versus $8, million, uh, eight to $8.5 million worth of increases in salaries and benefits. You do the math, that's a net negative to the taxpayers of $5 bucks, give or take. Woo! With, with, with friends like that, who needs enemies? That the taxpayers should be asking. Word 11, gamash. Now, Russ Willett who's a former school board member and a former union member himself and has hardly been one who could be accused of being uh, antithetical to the cause, has been uh, a supporter of the tax cap. Gamash doesn't care. He thinks he's got it all sewed up. So what's he do? He votes to violate the charter to give his, uh, you know, his daughter's a teacher. So he violates the charter when he uh, votes for the teacher's contract or votes on the teacher's contract. He violates the charter when his son's uh, contract is up. He's uh, his son. It's not just a, he's actually one of the fire supervisors. There are only nine or 12 of them. So he violates the charter by voting on that. Votes to override the tax cap every opportunity he's had to. And the teachers want him in office. Well, I can understand why the teachers want him in office. Take a look at the record. And, uh, I guess the uh, the guy running against uh, DeRozier, Avery, I, I've, I've picked up some information on him. He's apparently a free stater. <gasps> but it doesn't matter who's running against DeRozier. They go for her anyway because she's never said no to anything the union wants. Never. Or any member of the staff that wants a pay raise or any member of this or any member of that. The only one she seems to say no to is Dr. Vargas. She did, you know, in all her time as a school board member with uh, Superintendent Livingston, I can't think of once where she was opposed to the superintendent or didn't say, hey, these are our paid professional experts. We should listen to them and do what they say. She hasn't carried that over to Dr. Vargas, interestingly, and I, I wonder why. And then there's Ward 12, <laughs> 19-year-old Hassan Essa, who has, by the way, uh, the word uh, on him is that the Democrat State Committee is behind him. Ray Buckley uh, has been integrally involved with his campaign. Connie Van Houten has attached herself like a piece of Velcro to him, going door to door, once uh, complaining that the Democrats weren't supporting her. I don't know if they are or not now. Joel Elber is also a Democrat in that race. She's like affixed herself to this uh, uh, charming young 19-year-old man. 
uh, going door to door. Why would the t- a graduate, recent graduate of Manchester West, he's at Manchester Community College now, I believe, um, so busy being a college student, I guess, I don't know that he has a full-time job. Um, and the teachers are for him. Okay. And then, of course, Van Houten. And that's, you know, that's a multiple bonus for them because not only does she uh, constantly attack Beaudry and me uh, on fabricated charges of conflict of interest or anything else, uh, just to be a foil. And she still, months later, is every opportunity she gets to vent her spleen about this stuff, she does. Uh, but she's, you know, she's a head bobble for the, you know, a head bobble for the teachers union on just about anything they want. So this is this is what you got from the Manchester Education Association, and every citizen and taxpayer should wonder whether or not the people accepting these endorsements are going to be looking out for their best interests when the contracts come or the changes that are necessary are proposed, or they're looking out for the interest of the ones who put the, the weight of their thousand-teacher union, their money, their uh, 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 campaign volunteer support, and all that comes with these endorsements. Uh, first, if you have to wonder whether or not they're actually doing the bidding of the citizen versus the bidding of the union, you probably should vote for the other guy. This is Gerard at Large. 